the pot on my stove uh, would see otherwise. So I'm going to have to let you do continue without me. Okay. Uh, it's too bad. I know. I, I'll, I'll post a picture of my success eventually, I hope. We, I, I had a lot of questions for you. Ah, uh, You seem right. to have a lot going on, so. I do have a lot going on. Should, all right. I'll tell you what. I'll be back in 30 seconds. I got to go what? adjust the phone. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to guilt you into staying. I'm very susceptible, and I'd rather be podcasting than doing annoying cooking things. This is The Ones Who Showed Up, a monthly hangout for hosts and guests from jackals.us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jackal Hangout number two, which I think we're calling either the, we're the only ones who showed up or the ones who showed up. I can't remember. I'll have to go back to the per- first episode and figure that out. But today I have uh, Mikey R. Hello. Uh, Nicholas Ward, who you know as Ultra Nerd. Hi. Nick Gallup, who is Wonder Yak. Howdy. Virginia who everybody knows who Virginia is. Hi. And Harold, who you know as Haroldina. Hey, hey. So the first thing I want to do is um, thank everybody who donated to me on Patreon, um, which for the most part is people who have been on better than no, or better know a Jackal. So that apparently that's the best way for me to get patrons on there. First, uh, one end of time, and yeah. First, we've got Kyle Roderick, who uh, publishes on GoodStuff.fm. He does Transmission AM over there, and he does Internet Internet Outrage Machine on Five by Five with uh, Jordan Cooper. Chris Enns, who is uh, also a uh, podcaster on GoodStuff.fm. Jason Becker, who was. Better know a jackal number six. Matt Lemieux, Matt Lemieux, who you know as the tiger, uh, chat room extraordinaire. Uh, a Quinton, who was better know a jackal twenty four. Jordan Cooper, who does tech douchebags on five by five, and internet outrage machine. Nicholas Ward, who's on the call, who was better know a jackal number three. Uh, Burn Baker, who you know as Twistburn. He was better known as Jackal number 13. Dominic Schwind, who goes by Zeitgeist Helmute. Uh, he was Jackal number 19. And lastly, Harold, uh, who you know as Haroldina, was uh, Jackal number 1. Not not going for the last name, huh? Uh, Kachelmeyer. Oh, so close. Close enough. Kackelmeyer. Kackelmeyer? Kackelmeyer. Like, I've got up my cackles? Uh, well, like the cockles of your heart. Hmm. It's more well, of a I'm going to ask, where, is, where does Kakomaro come from? I'm not sure. Uh, German. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, cockle is actually a decorative tile like you'd uh, put on a wood-burning stove. So, nice. s- yeah, somebody in, uh, or one, one of my ancestors apparently made tiles for a living. My uh, my maiden name basically means that I'm a coal miner, so I think yours is you're winning in German. 
maybe. Uh, the second thing I was going to go over was a uh, last-minute, poorly organized secret Santa, secret jackal Santa that we did. Um, so Don Schaefer, who has been on Better Know a Jackal, um, he's on Twitter as uh, Bug Counter. He was sent a Salmonella doll or plushie or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Haroldina got a Coke can with a hidden compartment to hide who knows what in it. Have you have you hidden anything in it yet? Uh, I plan to uh, put some ibuprofen in it, but I haven't yet. Um, and my my mother in law was over the other day and was very helpful and put it back in the fridge. <laughs> So it's effective. Yeah. And uh, Twist Burn got a Batman figurine. So that was fun. Uh, hopefully next year I'll be a little more on the ball and get it organized this, a little earlier. Um, since we only had three participants this year. But you know, I've got it on my calendar for next year, so I should get a reminder mid-November. Um, next we've got, uh, I've got new show art for, uh, Better Know a Jackal, and I'm really happy with it. Uh, it was done by Eric, whose website is joepunk.com, and, uh, you know, like I said, I think it looks really great, and I'm, uh, really happy with it. Uh, have you guys seen it? Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. awesome. I like it a lot. I was, I didn't think it was the same show when I saw it. I was super confused when Overcast switched it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really nice, too. Have you talked about the other show that you were going to do? Or we're going to do that later? Yeah, I was going to talk about that next. Sorry, I don't I don't have that in my list. Sorry. Keep That's going. okay. <laughs> this is my super secret agenda. <laughs> um, so he did those two pieces of art for me, um, and uh, he essentially did them for free. Um, just donated his time to me for that, and you know, I'm really appreciative of that, and I've been trying to tell everybody I can about uh, where it came from if I got something on Twitter or something you know trying to give back to him um, and we've been talking about uh, stickers or shirts or something but I don't know if there's enough interest in something like that stickers it's no big deal if you print a bunch of stickers and nobody wants them but shirts you know there's the cotton bureau and all that stuff you could do but um, I'm still undecided on if I should do something like that does anybody have any thoughts? As well, someone who wears a T every day, I'd be up for a jackal shirt. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, uh, just even just doing something uh, with on-demand printing, I think would be uh, be good enough. And then you don't have to worry about keeping inventory or anything. Mm-hmm. I second that because then I won't feel guilty for not buying one because I live in a world <laughs> where I get too many stickers and T-shirts at like tech conferences. <laughs> mm-hmm. T-shirts and tote bags. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big problem is what's keeping me from doing it is there's so many. Um and you know, if you haven't been on the show then are you gonna want a shirt? And even if you have been on the show, are you going to want one? So You're making a good inventory of people you have on the show though, so you may, you never know. It's true that this week was twenty six. So that's half a year. And uh I will have Four more after this weekend. I'll have four more ready to go. Sweet. Oh, and next week is. Uh, I've been teasing this in the chat room a little bit, 
but I've got a really special guest for next week. <laughs> Mythical creature, right? That's right. Not have you told anybody else, or are you gonna let that you're gonna let it slide and see what happens? Um, I don't think I'm gonna say anything until I post it, or I'm not gonna say anything on like Twitter or anything like that. Um, I can tell you guys if you don't already know. I mean, I know Haroldina knows, but mm -hmm. um, I did an interview with Timer Koala Singh. You know, as soon as you do that, you have to send that to Mike and Federico, right? Yeah. Well, they follow him, so I assume when, uh, or sorry, him or her. <laughs> so when uh, when they retweet it, I assume they'll see it. I, I'm expecting it to be pretty a pretty interesting day. So that'll be Christmas Day that uh, that one will come out. I'm very eager yeah. to learn about his past. I want to hear about uh, his upbringing and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. His his, his or her past. His or his sorry his or yes. her past. His, right. His or. And if it is a woman, I want to know uh, how she grew that beard. <laughs> She's in the circus. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the other thing is I have a new show that I've uh, recorded one episode with Mikey R. Uh, and soon we'll record another one. But um, it's called All Ears. And it's, of course, a podcast about podcasts. We just sit down and um, talk about our favorite podcasts. Uh, we pick. Right now we're picking three. Um, that's about a good length of show uh, to cover three. We were going to try and do five, but there's just no way to do that in under an hour. So, we you know what's funny is like I think it was right after we recorded this. Back to work, Merlin was doing his here the 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 uh, podcast that I like and you should listen to. So you were ahead of the game on that one, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for publishing it. So yeah, well, <laughs> only you and I know that. That's true. So I'm looking for more, more people who want to be on that. Um, I can pull from the uh, pool of jackals, but at the same time, if uh, I run into jackals who don't want to do it, then you know I'm going to run out of um, people to interview. So I'm certainly looking for more people who want to do something like that. Um, and of course, Mikey and R and I have already talked about um, him doing a second one because he he had trouble narrowing it down to three i listened to way too yeah. many podcasts <laughs> so okay the next thing um something that comes up on five by five used to come up a little more often but um i was going to ask everybody if they use a f uh, phone case or not so let's start with mikey r uh no i'm rocking an iphone 5s pretty uh, naked and it, it it looks like it needs a little bit of love and care it's taken a few bumps here and there but actually it's held up the screen is never broken there's a couple of scratches here and there but i uh i don't know i don't like uh phone cases to be honest whenever i hold somebody else's phone that has a case on it it just seems so bulky and it's i don't know i like to fiddle with my phone that's probably why i dropped it so many times um but no i'm i'm no case camp how about ultra nerd uh i'm also caseless on a 5s although i used to i think that was on my 3gs i had the full otter box with belt host holster that thing weighed a lot yeah you're right why well, sorry i had a 3g as well or a 3gs and i had something like that too but when it came to 5s i just couldn't do it there is a little uh, dent in the side where i like i stood up from my desk and it just went flying from my hand into a table leg <laughs> 
<laughs> now the dreaded stupid fingers. Yep. <laughs> uh, how about you, one or yet? Uh, it depends. Um, you know, if the phone feels real gross when you hold it in your hand, then yeah, I'd probably have a case. But right now, I do not. And uh, using a Nexus Five. Mm-hmm. Virginia. I wish I could go naked uh, with my phone, but I completely – I'm a menace. I drop them all the time, and I shattered both the front and the back of my 4S and had to buy a you know $300 replacement, whatever, because I was nowhere near the, the transition point. So I have to do a case. I've got the Apple um, leather one on my 5S, and it's disgusting. I don't get a light color. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lawrence. How about you, Haroldina? Uh, right now, I am actually in both camps. Uh, I have a case on my on my work phone, and I have no case on my personal phone. So it it all comes down to how slippery they are. So, what do you have on for each of those? What what model of phone? Uh, the personal phone's a Moto G, which uh, has kind of a rubberized coating on the back which is basically perfect. Uh, and the work phone is a, an LG G3, which is um, basically like melted, uh, melting ice on, on melting ice. It's ridiculously slippery. I personally, um, on my 4S, my last phone, I did not have a case. Um but I have a 5S now, and I do have the spec case. Um, so what made you change? Uh, my wife bought it for me. <laughs> She's like, here, I got you a case. I'm like, oh, uh, okay, thanks. And so so I have a case on there. I, do, I don't like how much bulkier it is and how hard it is to get it in and out of your pocket and all that. But I, the 5S does is really slippery. I was coming from a 5C um, and I was surprised at how much more slippery it seemed to me than the than the 5C since, you know, it's plastic versus glass. Does anybody um, on here have one of the 6 models that they can compare sip, slipperiness factor to the 5 models or not was, the 5C but the I glass? I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've I've had it I borrowed it from a friend for a couple of days and it was just so slippery compared to I think it's just the rounded edges more than anything else. It feels like it's going to fall out of your hand more than I think it actually is. But I don't know. I'm, I, that's why I stuck with my 5S. I, I'm sticking with that. It was my uh, wife's turn to upgrade this year. So she has the 6 Plus, but we put it in the um, the Apple case right away, the, the plastic one. And it doesn't seem too slippery in that. One of my buddies just got a OnePlus One as well. And uh, that the the back on that is really like it's a cool feeling. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like there's no way that's slipping out of your hand in any way. It's like a it's like a very plasticky kind of not the opposite side of Velcro, like you know that soft like pleathery feel. Anyway, it's it's actually pretty nice. So now I think I might have to switch over to Android since he got that phone. <laughs> Um, actually, I should explain the reason why I had such a heavy-duty case back in the day <laughs> was my first 3GS uh, was fell out of my pocket while I was biking and was run over by a car. <laughs> oh. um, 
but my renter's insurance covered that surprisingly. I figured you were going to say it was for self-defense. <laughs> what, throwing it like a ninja star? Or? Well, you just yes. club somebody over the head with it. <laughs> that was our reason for going to the 5S was uh, my wife. My wife's phone fell out of her pocket when she's getting in the car and she ran over it. And the phone kept working, but the screen was pretty much destroyed. To the point where the more she used it, the more pieces would fall off. And so we just got to this point where I'm like, well, we have to go get you a new phone. We just can't keep... (laughs) You can't keep dealing with a phone that has holes in it. So kind of on that, you just reminded me of a story. My mom, she had a 4S. And uh, she had one like a rubberized case on it. For some reason, my mom put the phone... She was on the phone. She put it on top of her car and started driving away forgetting that it was on the roof of the car and when she couldn't find her phone she called my dad and called me like can we find this anywhere and i said yep i set up find my iphone that it didn't shatter somebody had taken it off the side of the road went to a completely neighborhood that my mom would never go to and that was uh so anyway they got the police involved and got the phone back but i was very surprised that it never got run over or anything like that and somebody picked it off the side of the road so you know wow Okay, the next topic is something that came up uh, when Jordan Cooper was on Transmission, actually. Um, so that's Transmission.am is their website. Um, they do a morning show on Tuesdays and Thursdays, usually, um, on goodstuff.fm. And um, on there, Kyle was talking about eating cold pizza, and Jordan took an issue with that. Um so I was going to get your opinions. Why don't we start with uh, Nick uh, Wonderyak. Um, how do you feel about pizza, uh, next day pizza? Do you need to heat it up or can you just eat it cold? Pizza's glorious in all forms. <laughs> Virginia? <laughs> I, I can eat it cold, but I never would if I wasn't in a hurry. And even when we're just reheating cheap pizza, we actually heat up the pizza stone for it we're, we're snobs like that i was, I was gonna say that too what kind of pizza are we talking about we're we talking about like thin crust or like chicago like thick crust so you know there's different factors that go into this mike mm. you can't just say pizza and i agree with virginia like it needs to be a nice crust on the bottom if you're gonna reheat it but i don't have a pizza stone so i eat it cold it's it's so it really it's a worthwhile investment if you uh enjoy inappropriate amounts of you know carbs and cheese and all that because where we eat far too much pizza, and that pizza stone really does make it taste way better as a leftover item. Haroldina? I I won't go as far as Kyle did. Uh, I wouldn't order cold pizza. You know, I, I don't want uh, delivery drivers with refrigerators in their back seats or anything, but uh, cold pizza is definitely better than reheated pizza. Hmm. That's the thing, though. Like, if you mm. microwave it, you're right. But I'm telling you, if that pizza stone is going to blow your mind, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference almost. No, it, it's not that I I want it to be like it was when it was delivered. It's that if I have to wait that long, uh-huh. I don't want it anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra nerd? 
I cannot eat cold pizza, and I can barely eat reheated pizza. Uh, however, it works out because my wife loves cold pizza, so you know it's that uh, yin yang marriage thing. Can we take this to another level? Okay, no, Mike. How do you eat your pizza? Uh, I will eat it cold. Uh, I I will eat it for breakfast. Uh, I eat, love eat cold it the next pizza. day. It's how about on a train? In a train <laughs> on a plane. Super train? On super train. That's the <laughs> super train serves the best cold pizza. So I have a question. Can we elevate this to the next level? How do you feel about Chinese food? Like the next day, do you eat it? Could you eat cold fried rice? Uh, are you asking me? <laughs> uh, sure, I'm going to start with you, Mike. Okay. I'm starting with you. Well, it's, it's your podcast, so um, I would not eat cold Chinese food. Uh, that does not sound good at all. Fried rice, cold fried rice. No, it would just. Oh, it's it, so good. It stick to your mouth. No, it's not. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. There's nobody in here that's going to agree with me that they love cold fried rice. I have ah. to eat the stuff cold because uh, sometimes when you reheat things, they get like a weird flavor, especially chicken, poultry, that kind of stuff. So with Chinese food, I've got to eat it cold. All right. One you actually no, my, my My problem with cold fried rice is that they always use long grain rice, which gets super hard. It, it's a texture thing for me. I The, the flavor is fine. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm gonna have to agree on the texture thing. I think almost, I mean, just generally, if I don't like a food, it's the texture that's the trouble. But I, I'm kind of bad at leftovers. Period. Chinese food or otherwise, I, I'd rather just make fresh. Virginia. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not nuts about any kind of Chinese food leftovers, <laughs> like hard rice or not. Chinese food is much better on delivery day. And it's unlikely that I will consume it unless I have no other options <laughs> thereafter. Reheated or otherwise? Yeah. Oh, I would never. Don't even talk to me about cold Chinese food. I'll hang up right now. I can't do it. Can we put it on your pizza stone? Yeah, but. Oh, God. Actually, I've never oh, tried Jesus. that, but I feel, like, I feel like it's in the name. It's only going to improve one kind of food. Yeah, that, that'd be like a really bad Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> oh. Or really bad, like, paella or something. Yeah, okay. All right, so I'm, uh... uh, Oh, see, A.F. Waller almost agrees with me, but he's in a different cuisine. He's all in Italian risotto is better than new risotto. I didn't know we had live listeners, but we do. Oh, yeah. Well, at least one. Yep. Super trend. Oh, yep, sure enough, A.F. Waller. There you go. We got show titles and everything. We got show titles. Two of them, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're going nuts. We're pros. <laughs> we're really pros now. Hey, this is how everybody starts. <laughs> All right. On to the next thing. Um, this is We did this last time. If anybody has ideas for podcasts. And uh, basically, kind of this hangout, well, and kind of better know a jackal, the whole idea is to get together people who kind of have the same interests and if you want to do a podcast or something like that you know or or whatever the idea is to get people together you know and find out you have common interests and go go with that you know do something with that so like for and for example today uh my interview for better know jackal the the guy is doing a podcast with somebody he met on twitter and the podcast is about 
amusement park rides. Uh, I've never heard of amusement park ride podcasts in my life. And um, it's something I would probably listen to a few times. And, you know, especially if it's an amusement park I plan on going to or want to go to. So have they already released the podcast? Uh huh. Yeah. What's it called? Introduced, he released uh, episode zero, which is kind of, they just kind of were like, well, let's talk and record it and see what happens. And um, it is uh, behind the park or behind the parks uh, dot com or btppodcast.com, I think. Gonna have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. btppodcast.com. He was telling me he set it up, set the whole site up, the B, btppodcast.com, and he put it out on Twitter. And somebody sent him a message immediately and said, you know, behindtheparks.com is available. So why didn't you use that? So he really quickly went out and registered it and just did a redirect because he just got this site working and he didn't want to mess with trying to move it to a new domain and all that stuff. So uh, some of the pitches I have are um, to get a, a few people together and take a like a Coursera course together. Um, like there's a course from Stanford right now, or starting in February, that's about uh, video game development. And if you could get three or four people together who agree they're going to take the course and they get together once a week and they just say, you know, this is what I learned and this is how I thought it went. And, and at the end of it, you'll actually have, you know, uh, four different games that you've all produced. That definitely sounds interesting to me, but time is, uh, something that I'm not sure I could invest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that sounds awesome to me, especially as someone who's married to a video game developer and wants to like co-make an indie game with him eventually someday. But I just don't, yeah, it's 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 time like and money sort of setting aside the ability to take a whole course plus podcast about it. It's it's aspirational for me, but I feel like something with a little bit less of a structure and time investment requirement would be more likely to happen in terms of my, you know, re- reliable attendance. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I'm just engrossed in the in the site here trying to find more information. Um yeah, it's a. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I think it would be really hard to implement for exactly the the reasons we've already heard. Mm-hmm. Just need the right come, people. I know. I'm yeah. gonna have to come back to you on this. I might be interested. We'll see. You gotta send me a link. Okay. Because I've been thinking about doing something with that as well. So. Mm-hmm. Also, it took everything I had to not be like, "Don't you mean Linda.com?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, Coursera is free is the only problem. Ah. But of course, Coursera, you don't... Uh, Linda, I assume you get some kind of certificate that you can actually say, here's my Linda.com certificate. I mean, you can get a certificate from Coursera too, but it's not really anything Are official. we really in it for the certificates right. here, though? I don't think so. <laughs> um, and my only other ideas are just on you know, topics like movies, a TV show, um, you know, a lot like the incomparable does where they, even if it's something that's fairly old, they'll still talk about it you know, they'll find something on Netflix or, um, 
or defocus as well. I just did the Home Alone, which was that kind of ruined my childhood a little bit. <laughs> tell me more. No, I don't do. It. I'm not going to tell you. You got to listen to it yourself. <laughs> no, I wonder why it ruined your childhood. I don't know. It's just like some of the things because. I just I was when I saw it when I was a kid I was so young and then when they nitpick at the like details about you know this is cop walking around and nobody connects the cop with like why would a cop come and knock at your door and he's got a gold tooth stuff like that I was just like ah oh, I didn't look at it that way and then when somebody just you know it ruins it a little bit it misses the charm but it is anyway whatever it just hits you like a pink can to the face yeah it's like ah oh, seriously and I'll never I'll never look at the movie the same way. Well, and some of the movies that I've thought about are like movies that are really good, but didn't, weren't critically acclaimed or, well, let's say were critically acclaimed, but didn't do well at the box office or, you know, just things you haven't heard of. Like today in the chat room, somebody mentioned, um, something about snowmen, the Falcon and the snowman. Which has uh, Timothy Dalton and Sean Penn, and I have never heard of it, but like Roger Ebert and Ebert and Siskel gave it two thumbs up, and you know it's got really high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and all kinds of stuff, and I'd never even heard of it. Um, so you know, seeking things out, seeking out things that are kind of off the beaten path, because everybody can review Star Trek Into Darkness or things like that, you know, but. There's a lot of things out there that are kind of still niche that it might be nice to bring them to the surface. Ah, sounds interesting. I'm thinking early 90s uh, TV cartoons. Mm-hmm. Or 80s cop shows. <laughs> but, you know, you're flipping through Netflix and you come across the show. It's like, oh, I remember watching that as a kid. And, you know, nowadays no kids watch that, but... Um, might be interesting to look at it through your adult eyes and see just like uh, they did on defocused well here's what what we think of it now that we're adults and and things like that so and you're yeah. gonna ruin other people's childhoods too yeah no i'm joking i'm joking you can even call it that oh no you're you're joking but that's what he's actually planning on mm-hmm. uh, all right i see what you're saying mike beasterfeld's yeah mike beasterfeld ruins your childhood <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> you could get, try and get a sponsorship from Netflix, and you can see how far that goes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Does anybody not know about Netflix? <laughs> Do they? I, I haven't seen a Netflix ad in any form for quite some time. I don't they think they just, need them anymore. They just sent me an email today asking me to come back because we switched to my wife's account. <laughs> <laughs> We always, well, I'm in Canada right now, so we always have a different selection of what, what they have in the States. So, like, my friends will tell me to go watch this, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's only in the States? Come on. So, yeah, we'll see. If you want to do that podcast, I don't have to, we'll have to see what I can, well, I don't have to say I have to be part of it, but I want to see what you guys are watching, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the only demographic that, I mean, I'm not speaking to the right audience here, but the only content that I would want to rewatch and, you know, childhood analyze, whatever, is like cult hit teen movies aimed at girls like Clueless and Mean Girls and Bring It On. So I'll watch that. I love those. I'll watch that. Yeah, there we go. Let's do that. That's my kind of jackals at the movies niche. We do Bring It On, too. 
Totally, but it's not as good, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, see, Mean Girls is still good as long as you don't listen to uh, Lindsay Lohan doing the commentary. It oh, no. Just, you, why oh, would you do that? Why would oh, you my do God. That no, it's Katie, and she's not Lindsay Lohan, and she doesn't have a crazy mother, and none yeah. of that exists. It's a character. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I hated this part. I look so plain. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet that's not the richest commentary ever. Well, and another, Mike, if it's okay, I'll reveal the idea that you came up with and emailed me about earlier, which is, so you guys know I like work in dating, um, but uh, I am really horrified by most dating shows and movies. Like, I really don't like them for the most part at all. But I do think that it could be fun to do a little bit of like a romance movie club where like me plus anyone else who feels like shredding them watch movies like Hitch or like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or you know insert bad romantic comedy that tends to try to be instructive here and and talk about what is terrible and what is actually like valid in in that world so I don't know that's that's like very niche but again not really pitching to my target audience but you never know what people's secret secret movie likes are so Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and also something you know something like uh what moises has been talking about is um well podcasts about storytelling and podcasts that are short runs or that have seasons or things like that you know a podcast to me can have an end i'm okay with that they're doing fire talk with me well that's going to uh you know, when they're done with watching the movie or watching the series, they're done. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And people can, will come back and probably look at that, um, podcast in the future. You know, I, we, it seems like we have a lot of podcasts where they just go on and on and on. And, and, uh, I think you can have a definite start and an end to something and it'll still be good. Well, the problem yeah, with th- Fire Talk with me is they're going to have to come back in 25 years to do season three. Hmm. Anybody? No. Anybody? No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> All right. I've never watched <laughs> the show. See, season, season three of, uh, of um, Twin Peaks is coming out in 2016. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh. For real, though? For real. Huh. So and also I, I told Virginia I threw that idea out to her, if she wants to just go with it and do it and not even have it on my website and I'm not involved, I'm okay with that. I mean the whole the whole thing I'm trying to do is just to you know encourage people to do this. Um, like uh, if you saw I put up that survey about podcasting, and I, I'm we're it's kind of in an echo chamber, but nobody responded that they didn't want to do a podcast. Um, nobody said yes to that question. Everybody was like, I don't have anything to talk about, or I don't have, (laughs) I don't think anybody will listen, or I don't know how to do it. And so there are people out there who want to do it. They just don't have the, the means or the, or they don't think anybody's going to listen to them. You know, so, that's kind of my whole mission is just trying to foster these, give people ideas, give people a place to do it, um, even if I'm not involved in any way. So there's my pitch. Does anybody else have any uh, ideas? 
I think uh, something like a YA novel book club could be an interesting podcast. You know, it's sort of the incomparable model again. Um, oh, I would totally get into that. I would totally get into that, especially because more YA novels are like dystopian, vague sci-fi. And that's a genre that I find more interesting than like, you know, The Fault is in Our Stars, personally. Or go, uh, you know, more historical, do like all the Newbery winners or something. I don't know. There's a, something about books would be interesting. I feel like uh, as far as pop culture goes, uh, Scott McNulty already stole my ideal podcast about Star Trek. So. <laughs> you just made me think I think it could also be fun to do like uh, – I mean this is like as much investment as a Coursera thing. But like book and movie club, like looking at movies that are modern – remakings of you know classic Shakespeare or Jane Austen tales and kind of nerding out about that god Jane Austen you, I mean you you could have an entire podcast just on um what is sense, <laughs> sense and sensibility all the yeah. different versions of that there are yeah, we'd have to narrow it, right? Like, I think yeah. you'd have to pick one, or you'd have to genuinely have enjoyed watching all of them and then talk it in brief, you know, length about their merits and <laughs> whatnot, because otherwise it'd sprawl. Yeah, but on, on the plus, hours. yeah, on the plus side, you'd uh, be able to do Clueless then. Is that can you tell that I'm just trying to tie back into my <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> cult teen hits idea earlier? Basically, I just really like Clueless. You could yeah, also do. You, oh, I, I was gonna say you could do a, a Shakespeare version of that, and then uh, do Ten Things I Hate About You. Was that based on Shakespeare? God, yeah, it's taming don't the tell truth. me now. I have to rewatch it to see that it was such a bad movie. Oh come on! See, okay, already we're doing a podcast. I tricked you. I tricked you into doing oh, the wrong podcast live <laughs> by accident. Bad movie. Fascinating. Okay, maybe I need to give it another chance. Hmm. <laughs> Now, I mean, you can't go into it expecting high art, but it's entertaining. There was a love fern. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what's the last rom-com I actually liked. I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> well, that's something else I have written down um, as a topic. Uh, I haven't looked at Shakespeare since high school um, and I didn't really even understand it then so that I thought it would be interesting to go back to something that's so classic like that that you know we had to do in school and we hated well I hated I don't want to speak for everybody but uh, <laughs> see the problem is the history is it's where it's at what's that what do you mean by that, that oh, the histories are much better than the uh, the other plays Hmm. There was like what four categories that Shakespeare wrote: tragedy, comedy, history, and I forget what the last one is. But yeah, I agree with you on that one. Julius Caesar is great. I feel like it's hard to it's really hard to read Shakespeare by yourself though. Like you have to kind of see a performance or have people. I've never found it entertaining to try and read by myself. So that'd be difficult, but I think it's doable. When's the last time you did read it though? Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, fine. But it wasn't okay. But it, to be fair, to be fair, it wasn't for like literature reasons. It was like I'm doing a, I'm helping with a, a Shakespeare festival coming up soon, so I'm doing it from like a technical point of view. Like, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I just, it's like, I can't be bothered to look at it for very long, so. Nor can you be bothered to reheat your pizza. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, well, I, 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 oh my gosh. <laughs> I just met you. How can I you, know. how can this happen? It's, I'm still conditioned from internet outrage to machine to just say snarky things every time there's a pause in, in order to give them something to edit in. <laughs> Jeez, I feel so hurt. <laughs> I'll take my cold pizza and go somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe we've tapped into something here, uh, Virginia, you can use with your clients uh, to determine their compatibility with other people. The thing is, <laughs> I like like the cold pizza question. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could like design my own. Okay, Cupid used to let you submit match questions, but I the problem is that I wouldn't want to feed, if you will, the their idea that that algorithm is useful and important um because i think it's uh a little bit less than than they do so i i don't know well, I'll, I'll ponder it though maybe i'll just write my own little questionnaire for fun like instead of filling out their match questions just write it right here instead mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i'd hate them all for knowing their cold chinese food habits <laughs> i'm not even going to comment on my eating habits anymore <laughs> I mean, listen. I listen. I ate a bag of cough drops today, so it's not like I'm all high and mighty here. I'm I'm weird. I just not in that one particular fashion. I like. Hold on. Did you what, even hold on? Or... I was gonna say, did you even eat the cough drops? You just decided. I, no, I'm gonna eat a like bag I cough really drops like today. them. Like menthol is one of my favorite flavors, but not. Oh, in I think that's oh. safe. Oh, are you, I, are you I supposed to be just eating cough drops? I don't think that's good. For <laughs> I'm you. just trying to give you some fodder to to get back at me here, and it's all to it. What kind oh, of cough drops were, were they? Cherry mentholyptus. Oh, that's like, the worst flavor. Geez. Oh God. Cherry. But I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I've got some I, bizarre tastes. I knew you were a freak about mint, but I didn't think it went that far. It does. It does. Yeah, Harold um, oh. sent me a giant. Which, by the way, he sent me like a bunch of these wonderful pink wintergreen mints that said Canada on them, which was kind of confusing. And it was also confusing because, like, <laughs> there was no gift note thing. So, like, I didn't understand who they came from. And I tried to da- – anyway, it was amusing. And uh, I ate them until they burned a hole in my tongue and my husband had to hide them from me. And then I found the other half and ate them all and they burned another hole in my tongue and then they were gone. So cough drops are better than those. I mean – like I don't think we ought to really be ranking the relative merits. Like we should really just force feed me cold Chinese food or whatever to normalize my my senses. I don't know. That can't be. That has got to be doing something like terrible to your in like to your innards. Like your stomach I, is I, expecting I, something, and you're just giving it cough drops all day. Basically, like like self ingesting a tapeworm. I don't know. It's terrible. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Not all day. Not all day. Yeah. You it, said that was your lunch. A- in con- no, in- no, in concentrated bursts, you know, like <laughs> you don't want to spread that out. Nobody needs that. Uh, Is this what you're sending your friends for Christmas, or is it going to be something else? That would be. Uh, I am making nice hot fudge for for oh. people for Christmas with no menthol whatsoever oh, in it. It's too bad we're not friends. <laughs> I was wondering it's if you a- were working them into your recipes or something. I wouldn't do that to other people. I I know I'm I know I'm bizarre. I don't feel the need to like 
Earlier, she was melting them in a pot slowly and just oh, making oh. a nice soup out of them. That does that does sound like an experiment I want to conduct, but no, I, I shouldn't have suggested that. I know, right? Watch, well, watch. you know they they are basically just hard candies. You could do yeah. that. Yeah. It would be wrong, but you could do it. I should make my own. I should do a whole Pinterest thing. Yep, that's that's next on deck here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can do All right. I I foresee a new Etsy store. <laughs> you can do a cookbook even. Oh God! Cooking with Things with you can make it Yeah. Uh, and anyway, just have a disclaimer from a doctor somewhere, just in case. <laughs> yeah, we we needed uh, uh, Don Schaffner on here. He since he's the food expert. He talks some sense into me. All right, let's uh, redirect. And uh, does anybody else have ideas for podcasts? I confess that I'm. I'm I'm doing a show that I just like I think I'm finally moving forward on actually doing a show on five by five, but I think it makes sense to do it there, not here because I need complicated ansible support for callers in. So I'm sorry that can't be a jackals only endeavor, but well, that's okay. I need I need the help of, of the machine. Yeah. No, we're not equipped for call in shows in any form. Well, call in on Skype I guess, but even that's complicated. Yeah. It was hard to get five people on the Skype call for sure. Yeah. It'll be easier from now on now that everybody's on my contacts, but it was uh, frustrating for a while there. I had Harold for about five minutes before I could get anybody else. Yeah, I was making. We were, we were I was just sitting tea. around in silence being awkward. And... I'm sorry. I was making a pot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> With no menthol. What kind of tea? <laughs> Uh, just, uh, traditional, uh, just, you know, Earl Grey tea, mm-hmm. a little sippy at nighttime. I'm not going to give you sound effects. I'm just going to let it sit there. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, Virginia, uh, do you have, can you tell us any more details about your podcast or are you going to hold out, hold on? And- I mean, I think they're all kind of out there on grit and Twitter, like just a call in, love line style show but uh you know different audience and possibly different perspective a little bit than you know there's used to be love line there's savage love and now there's me Mm -hmm. so yeah and i mean you know part of it too is like i often get asked for help with relationshipy stuff outside of the boundaries of online dating specifically and I think this is a nice way to be able to address that because I've never really known how to charge for that. So basically anyone who's a jackal who's not actually doing online dating has just gotten to talk to me for a couple hours for free until we sort out whatever they're going through because I don't really have like a price point for that. Uh, you know, if I'm not making an OkCupid profile, I don't exactly know how to like monetize it. But I think this is a nice way to direct that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you end up on uh, internet internet outrage machine? Uh, Jordan messaged some people being like, hey, are you interested? And I think I was one of the few who was free at the time slot. I think it was just a fluke, but it was fun. Plus, I totally owned. <laughs> <laughs> Love that name. Yeah, it's good. I'm kind of amazed that there's no other podcast called that. He did well. And I like all the cheesy sound effects. Like, I like you know, just fully committing to it being a super produced game showy thing. Although I look 
forward to him making it even game showier as it evolves. I, I'm ready for that uh, intro music to get cut into about a quarter. Yeah, my husband said oh. the exact same thing. Yeah, that's a little lengthy. Give it, give it a couple shows. I bet you he gets that feedback enough. Um, yeah. He'll, 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 or at least start talking over it, right? Like, like, duck, duck it down and. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was chatting with Kyle about uh, about the overdrive sound. And I, I told him that it would get uh, a zero percent on the show, but it's like that, that. It doesn't make any sense for that to be overdrive. That's somebody waiting on the line to launch, and they're bouncing off their rev limiter, and they just stall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Maybe who knows? Maybe this is all super meta, right? Maybe they're using like too long intro and like inconsistent, facti- <laughs> factually inaccurate sounds to like drum up outrage. Yeah, so just to can... piss me off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is the machine. <laughs> they'll start misusing words next and get all the grammar correctors after them mm-hmm. well that's all I had so uh, anybody else have anything they want to bring up I think I'm uh, definitely looking seriously at uh, what kind of podcast I could come up with uh, come March after we move mm-hmm. that's sort of the thing that's in the forefront of my mind I think a podcast on language would be really interesting but that's one of the few areas of my expertise that's not already taken by dozens of podcasts. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, where are you guys moving to? Uh, just local. We're uh, oh. building a house. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to do a show on language. I've talked about that with, uh, I think, is it the guys at Fiat Lux a while back? But nothing ever came of it. I, I've always wanted to do a show that I really just don't think there's an audience for so I haven't pursued it but I I'm a linguistics major and I really hate when I see I really hate when people misuse language in certain ways like I'm not completely pedantic about it but I I dislike when you know you see things mistranslated or you know like some incorrect pronunciation gets perpetrated over the whatever so stuff like that is kind of fun to like talk about the things that irk you but then that that just really sounds kind of insufferable like it doesn't it sounds like a conversation not a podcast but i might be wrong you never know what people actually enjoy listening to i was thinking uh, more the um uh i read a really great book a few years ago uh, last year called the the was it the secret life of words and it's all mm. you know just um history and and i think uh short little episodes diving into where a word came from would be kind of an interesting historical linguistics trivia sort of thing yeah that sounds much more palatable (laughs) although i appreciate uh going after grammar and usage and pronunciation uh although i i think i just get tripped up on my own uh uh, because we all have something yeah saying wrong and not realizing totally so i mean it would be funny i guess did you guys hear the relay episode where i guess it was live so it hasn't come out yet but mike was making fun of casey from mispronouncing the word pedant as pedant because he was like of all the words to mispronounce and not realize it (laughs) i like the other one too where there it was uh oh gosh it's jason snell was he said shane blank pretty much he was trying to say sean blanc and then Anyway, yeah, it was that was that's a little more French though. I'll, I'll let that one slide. I think you can still mock it. That's a safe space. <laughs> but then there was people writing in to say that Mike even said it incorrect to come from a like a French point of view because you don't pronounce the C at the end. It's blanc. Right. 
I didn't right. know. That'd be interesting. Actually, I'm I'm all about trivia. So I, so when you make that podcast about the origin of words, I I will be one of your number one listeners, man. I see that yeah. as having real potential. Like like the Grammar Girl ones. I don't know if you guys ever listened to that show, but that's wildly popular, and it's not as focused as that. I think that could really really take off. Well, there's some interesting stuff with um, you know where they came from, but also how they're used differently in like different parts of the country, or even just here we have you know a good sample of the Anglophone world from a couple different countries. Mm-hmm. There was kind of there was a podcast I had my idea in my head, but apparently it's a YouTube show now, which is kind of frustrating. I waited too long to do it, but it's basically like you pick up a random, like you press a uh, randomize on Wikipedia and you have like two or three people and you just start with the title and they try and figure out what you're talking about. Uh, So it's like you just give them the title and then they get a point if they, you know, if they say a true fact or something like that. Right. And so by the end of it, it's a little bit of a game show between two or three people just on a random Wikipedia page. That's so cute. But somebody else came up with the idea too, so I, I screwed that one up. But anyway, but they do it on YouTube. Maybe there's—I don't want to look like I copied their idea. So, but maybe there's a way to riff on that. It reminds me of that party game where you have like something written on your forehead, and other people can see it, and you can't. You know what I mean? Like back right, before yeah. we had the internet. Hey, here's a little bit of a twist on that. What if you picked a random page from? Uh, I've forgotten the site already, but it's like the modern dictionary. Uh, what is that called? Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. And you read the definitions and the person has to try to come up with the word you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of like, uh, have you ever played Balderdash? Yeah, it's very similar. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Balderdash where yours, Urban Dictionary, uh, definitions. Or, yeah. I could get get dangerous really quickly though. Yeah. As as a variation, you could do it on uh, TV tropes. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> those ones never sound like what they end up being. Mm-hmm. That website has sucked so much of my life away. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it it at least if you're doing it for a podcast, you can say there's a reason behind it. Okay, so Haroldina, when are you going to start recording that? Oh yeah, real soon. Okay. I'm not even an idea guy. I can maybe run with it, but. All right, we're at about an hour, so I think we should probably wrap it up. Um, unless we want to talk some more about cough drops or pizza. Well, I was going to add AF Waller in the chat says he likes the idea of language being a virus. And I was just thinking how it evolves and that kind of stuff. And I was going to ask the linguist in the, amongst us if she, how does she pronounce GIF? Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, uh, maybe we should. I'm an unpopular answer. <laughs> so, I, uh, so I we're going to leave this yeah. till next time. We'll leave this Boy. till next time. Okay. Uh, you yeah. could open this up. This could go for a long time. Yeah, this really <laughs> could. This could be a whole episode. All right. All so right. tune in next time to find out how Virginia pronounces G-I-F. G-I-F. Okay. I, I, I preferred G-I-F. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so Mikey R, where can people find you? Uh, so I'm on Twitter, Mikey Reac. I'll spell that for you. Mikey, the usual way, and then R-E-I-A-C-H on Twitter. And Nicholas Ward, Ultra Nerd. 
Yep, you'll find me at uh, UltraNerd with a U and URD on Twitter and pretty much everywhere online. Uh, UltraNerd.net is where my blog lives. And... Uh, Nick Gallup, uh, Wonder Yak. Yep, Wonder Yak on the uh, Twitters and elsewhere. Virginia. Ask Virginia on Twitter and links to everything else there, I think. The Hartographer. Yeah. Yeah. In that. an untitled 5x5 five five show. <laughs> or do you. Yeah, I need name ideas. Hmm. You don't have a title. Hmm. Not yet. And lastly, Haroldina. Uh, Princess Harold on Twitter, and that's really about it right now. And I'm Mike Biesterfeld. My Twitter is Mike Biesterfeld. M I C H. No, that's my full name. That's 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 how you'd spell Michael. But I thought we were going into the whole Mickey Mouse thing there. M I C K. Yeah. No. M I K E B E A S T E R F E L D. Just like it sounds. There's no I. There's no I in Biesterfeld. There's no I in team. That's how you remember. I post podcasts on jackals.us, Better Know a Jackal, and soon, uh, All Ears, and soon, this podcast. So, Ooh. thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>